Thank you for listening to In Good Faith, the Central Reformed Church Sermon Podcast. This episode's sermon is titled, Building Blocks for the Christian Life, Forbearance, and is based on 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. It was delivered on Sunday, October 9th, 2022, by Pastor Matt Schultz. Today our second reading comes from the second letter to Timothy. You can find it on page 967 in your, in your Bibles. We'll read from chapter 2, starting at verse 8 through verse 15. 2 Timothy 2, 2, 8 through 15. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the the dead, a descendant of David, that is my gospel, for which I have suffered hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is sure, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, He remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. Do your your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. This is the word of the Lord. Forbearance is not a word that we use all that often anymore. Forbearance is not a part of our everyday vernacular. But it is a good word. A good word to describe patience and endurance. A word to describe holding back. To describe mutual respect for one another. A word. A building block we need in this current cultural moment in our churches in our nation and around the world in a recent blog post one of my seminary professors somebody that a few of you may know Dr. Carol Bechtel Old Testament professor at Western Seminary wrote this about the many fractures within our churches and in our lives She wrote about the fractured relationships that come in churches. 
that often are accompanied with us thumping each over over the head with different Bible verses to argue our theology. She wrote this, and it stuck with me. It was a small phrase that she used in that blog post, that Bible study she wrote online, that we, that we have a proclivity to break up at every opportunity. That we, the followers of Christ, have a proclivity to break up with one another at every opportunity. Does that resonate with you as well? Do you feel that? Do you see that in your lives? I'm new here to Central, and that may not be the case here. I'm still learning. But I know that's the case in other Christian communities, within our denomination, in the larger church as a whole, especially here in the United States, we have a proclivity to break up with each other at every opportunity. Both as larger communities, as churches, but also as individuals. This kind of reminds me of like dating in middle school. Did you ever have a crush maybe in middle school and you kind of dated and talked for a little bit of time? Maybe you went to the movies or in my time we hung out at the mall and you fell in love quickly. But something triggered a quick breakup. Maybe you didn't like the way they laughed. I know somebody that broke up with another person because they didn't want to buy a Christmas gift. That person's going to plead the fifth. You can probably guess who it is. But I think of me and my friends in middle school. Those relationships came and went quickly and we didn't need much of a reason to break up. We weren't mature enough to appreciate differences. Simple things scared us away. We have a proclivity for breaking up. And that makes me sad. Our denomination is falling apart because of that proclivity. I don't know about you, but I can hardly turn on the news because of that proclivity. We're so quick to fight, to point out other people's flaws. We're in an election cycle. I can't even keep commercials on. I don't know about you. We have a proclivity for breaking up. We don't have it in us to remain in relationship with anyone who disagrees with us. We're quick to push them aside, whether it's over politics or theology, whether it's over their religion 
or their view on human sexuality, we push them aside and break off ties simply because we disagree. We must learn forbearance. As Paul writes to Timothy, it's believed Paul was in prison as he wrote this. Taking on an awful spot for his love of the gospel. He knows endurance. And he's writing to Timothy, and one of the things he says is this in verse 14. Remind them of this and warn them before God to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. And the words of Jeremiah that we heard in our first reading are much the same. Jeremiah is urging those who remain in exile to endure, to forbear and be patient, but not only to be patient, but to set deep roots with people they could not disagree with more. To set deep roots with their captors, with people who worship different gods, who were a completely different culture. Both Paul and Jeremiah are urging those in their stead to forbear, to sit and remain with those they disagree with. Paul is urging the church and Timothy, don't break up over these fights. Don't break up over these fights. Jeremiah is telling his people much the same. Don't go into hiding. Don't be recluses. No. Engage those people whom you disagree with. Be fruitful. Be a good influence in that place to bear with the situation. Both are incredible asks. Paul is asking a difficult task of Timothy, and Jeremiah's feels even bigger. But, they're asking their people to take on the ministry of bearing. To bear with one another despite differences. And I want to urge us as followers of Christ, the people of Central Reformed Church, to take on that ministry as well. The ministry of bearing. Of remaining together despite differences. A ministry of persevering of being patient. A ministry of bearing means remaining in difficult situations even when there's deep tension. It means a temporary cessation of hostilities. A ministry of bearing requires mutual respect for one another. Author James Calvin Duncan in his book titled Forbearance, 
which I highly recommend. It says, forbearance is the active commitment to maintain Christian community through disagreement as an extension of virtue and a reflection of the unity of Christ that binds the church together. Did you catch that? Within the church, as we bear together, our unity is not in having the same thoughts or the same theology, the same political views. What kind of music should be offered on Sunday mornings? No, our unity is in Christ. It is in Christ that we are bound together. And it is in Christ that we should remain together. Even in our differences, we should endure because Christ endured for us. As we look back at the history of the church, at the history of Christianity, there has never been a moment that we all are all agreed. The church has never been a single voice. If you read the book of Acts and look at Paul's letter, the fighting began right away. Fighting over theology and who should be in charge, what the daily life of the church should look like. And it seems like from the very beginning we've had a proclivity for breaking up. And that proclivity for breaking up is winning over our ministry of bearing. And I fear that that damages our witness as followers. Even to this day. I recently talked with one of my friends who knows nothing about the Reformed Church. Duncan knows this growing up over near Lansing. There's not many Reformed churches. Most people don't even know what it is. But recently, you want to know what one of my friends said to me? Who's never known a darn thing about the Reformed church? What's going on in your denomination? I read an article about it. Sounds like you guys are breaking up. And he was right. Unfortunately, that was our witness to him, though. That was his view of our church. Our witness is being damaged because we will not bear together. Because those of us who claim to love the Lord with all our heart and to love our neighbor as ourself, are not doing a particularly good job of it. So I urge you. I urge you to take up a ministry of bearing. I think we can do it. And if we take it seriously, we will become known for our unity, for our ability to remain together, 
What if we, the followers of Christ, were the shining example to the world of how to live in unity with one another? In the most difficult of times, what if we were known for our ability to love those who didn't see the world the same way we do? What if we were known for loving one another despite our differences in politics and theology? And out of mutual respect, we remain in relationship together with no need to wrangle over words. One of the most difficult parts of a ministry of bearing is this, though. It requires us to be humble. To say to those whom we disagree with, whom we are in relationship with, I might be wrong. And you might be right. But out of humility, I'm going to sit here and learn from you as you can learn from me. Just as Christ sat with me in my brokenness, I will sit with you because I am called to love you. It requires humility to say, I could be wrong. And my need to be right can be put aside out of abundance of love for neighbor. It requires patience. Because I don't know if you know this about God, but God doesn't always work on our timelines and make things quick. You might be called for a lifetime of relationship to bear with somebody you disagree with for years and years to come. A ministry of bearing requires humility and patience on our part. And this will not be easy work. Often the work we are called to as followers of Christ is not. It will be hard work. But we see from the examples of Jeremiah and Paul, who endured much difficulty that we can bear with one another, that we can do difficult tasks. We're called to endure hardship. We're called to endure hardship and bear with one another. I hope you will take on a ministry of bearing. Put aside our proclivity for breaking up. We need this building block of forbearance. May we lean into our unity, our unity in Christ. May we not wrangle over words and little things like politics and theology, but may we remain in our unity in Christ. And may our ministry for bearing be a shining example for the world around us. Will you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for your example. 
of remaining with us. Thank you for your words from Jeremiah and Paul that encourage us to be patient, that encourage us not to fight with one another. Help us to take on a ministry of bearing. Help us to live in unity with one another. To hold on to our unity in Christ. It's in your name we pray. Amen. New to Central? Since 1840, we have been connecting people to God and to one another through scripture, sacrament, song, and service. We are located on the corner of College Avenue and Fulton Street in the Heritage Hill neighborhood of Grand Rapids. We hope you'll give us the opportunity to meet you in person soon. To learn more about our mission, ministries, and the ways you can grow and serve, please visit our website at www.centralreformedchurch.org.